welcome to another episode of Association Transformation. This is our growing and expanding inspirational conversation about associations and nonprofits and, and the challenges that they're facing, the, the innovations that they're taking on, and all of those new and exciting technologies. And Andrew, I'm trying to think of all the things we committed to saying at our birthday episode. This is the new frontier for yeah. associations that we're tackling. I mean, is that, yeah. is that fair yeah, to say? Yeah, it is. It's, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the new opportunities, the new, the way we're going to embrace opportunities to grow, the way we're going to embrace uh, opportunities to, to to diversify how we engage and add value to our, to our members. Yeah, that's what we're all about. Perfect, perfect. Well, you are here, uh, Consort Strategy and Brewer Pratt Solutions. We continue to collaborate to bring this uh this conversation to everyone. This is our 40th episode. I mean, not to not to brag on another milestone event, but birthday episode now 40th. I mean, what can wow. I say? What can wow. I say? And and, may, and am I right in thinking that uh, yesterday was Independence Day? You know, it's pretty special for us. Yeah. And, uh, I, yeah. I mean, I, do you mark it on your calendar? We do. We 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 do with 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 mixed feelings. Mixed feelings. You know, should we just you know march back in there and take it back? I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. You know. Hey, but... don't make me send Meghan Markle back. Okay, don't make me do it. <laughs> don't make me send her. I will. I will weaponize her, and she will be back over there in a minute. Stop it. Seriously, we have a great we have a great guest. Let me get to this. Um, but we did talk in our birthday episode about tackling the new future, and I think. Maybe in retrospect, we now have come to appreciate just how important communications are and the messaging and the the narrative that you tell um, and the information that you, you share with your membership and the broader public. So we have uh, a very special guest. I'm excited to, uh, to introduce um, a longtime friend of mine and a collaborator, um, Shannon Rodocker with Remember Marketing. Shannon, thanks for being with us today. I know it's early. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I actually was telling my husband, there's only two things I really get up before noon or block out time before noon on Mondays, and that's um, to play in a charity golf outing or to talk geeky marketing with people that enjoy doing that. <laughs> so, Put your geek hat on. We're, we're, we're geeks. <laughs> we're nonprofit geeks, and we're ready to talk. Uh, we're ready to talk communications. You've kind of created and, and uh, curated this this new communications audit type experience that clients and organizations come to you for to help get a better understanding of their communications products, their communications purpose, and really their communications potential. What did those, I mean, what are organizations coming to you in search of? Well, that's a great question. And um, I, you know, Basically, it's just getting a outside perspective of of what they're doing. Um, I think we all end up having a little bit of we we all really need audits. Basically, I mean, I could use some in my private life and my relationship life. Um, but who can handle the truth? But, I mean, the word audit itself. I <laughs> exactly. Mean, I want to do I, a Tom Cruise like you can't handle the truth, but we won't do that. It, we won't go into. <laughs> <laughs> do impressions on the oh god andrew don't even roll your eyes and shake your head like that god he's so judgmental i'm totally not i'm totally <laughs> he not. has I'm... a daily communications audit he is a communications audit every Look, day it wasn't tom cruise it was jack nicholson but there you go i'm just saying right it's just okay saying. fine there you fine. Go. i'm sorry <laughs> all right and fix that part i don't want to hear from tom cruise yelling at me 
don't want to. <laughs> oh, goodness. But seriously, these last 15 months, um, I mean, between COVID regulations and requirements and rules and helping members navigate these crazy times, I mean, associations have had a special opportunity to maybe even con- communicate more than they ever have, maybe even over communicate in a strategic way. Um, so this uh, a communications audit, is it good for an organization now because of how much has changed or is it something organizations should be doing every few years? How does this work? I mean, it's absolutely good. Now is a, a perfect time to do it. And I really think there's three reasons why people do it. Um, number one is to kind of open your eyes to those blind spots. Um, you know, we all get kind of stuck in a rhythm and what we're doing. And it's really nice to have that outside perspective um, for somebody that doesn't do what you do every day. And number two, it's to maybe confirm or reconfirm, um, you know, what's been said, but maybe not heard. (laughs) Um, Sometimes it's nice to have that outside perspective of a professional saying, um, you know, maybe there's someone on your staff that doesn't really agree with something you want to do, um, but you know that it's going to really benefit your association. Uh, So that is another reason why a lot of people, I think, like to have this outside perspective. Um, And then number three, which is exactly what you were talking about, Elisa, is um, having that kind of just marketing refresh, you know, Um, taking some time to really look at everything you're doing and Determine if it's really working. Is it really something you should be doing? Is it really something you should be putting your energy into? And that's what this um, audit or deep dive, as we call it sometimes, will do. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, you know, I've never been a member of a communications department, and you would think they would be the center of the wagon wheel, kind of connected to every other department, knowing what's going on. But I find communications departments can be just as siloed as any other department. Andrew, you're you're moaning. Yeah, no, I agree completely. I agree. I think, um, is it fair to say they're siloed or is it fair to say, sometimes I feel like they're just ignored. Uh, Yeah, no, sometimes (laughs) I feel like, uh, yeah, no, I think think sometimes in my experience, you know, the comms team, uh, if you're lucky enough to have it, if you're big enough to have a comms team or or the, the comms person, um, or, or worse, the part-time comms person, the person who you, you somehow think can perform miracles in six hours a week or whatever. Um, you know, they, they, they're not, they're not really brought in at the at the right time, the right kind of. How much want to say this? I'm thinking about you know when we spoke about uh, the financial piece, we said you know you want to bring the finance the finance team into the strat planning. You want to make sure that when business development is happening, you've got the right people at the table, not just the not just looking with blinkers on. You've actually got people who are going to be able to contribute, you know, added value to the conversation. And I think comms is one of those areas where we we neglect it. We don't bother bringing it in when the board and the chief exec and whoever is sat there you know thrashing it out marcoms marketing and communications they're just secondary ideas rather than actually i think what should be happening and correct me if i'm wrong shannon but you know um you know the the the, the, the comms people need to be at the table at the you know at the inception 
and right through any kind of project process or strategy development, etc. So I don't think it's fair to say that it'd be working in silos. My experience is they just ignored until the last minute when invariably a really unsophisticated uh, response to the comms team is, can you tweet that for us, please, and make sure that everybody in the world knows that we've done this amazing thing. <laughs> so it's Marcom's Independence Day. Marcom's yeah. Independence Day. <laughs> Sean, am, am I being unfair? What do you, I mean, you know, I'm, I, what do you I think? I mean, I agree with that, but I do also agree with the perspective that Elise was bringing up is that, you know, one of the biggest things that we see is a lot of these departments aren't talking to each other. I mean, there's not good communication across organizations. One person's doing one thing in a marketing department, mind you. Maybe there's 10 people on the team. The other, you know, one person's working on a project. The other people on that team don't really even know what they're doing. So mm. that mm -hmm. is that is a huge problem. And that's a lot of times uncovered in these um, in these audits, you know, it's, it's really valuable to kind of take a little survey of, of the staff and find out that maybe they don't even know the purpose of the communications activity that they're working on. Mm. Maybe they don't even know that the target audience that they're really trying to reach with it. And that's a big problem, yeah. <laughs> as you can imagine. So when you conduct the audit, you're looking at both, both internal and external communications, then you're not just looking at the kind of external marketing piece. We look, yeah, we look at a lot of stuff from the top down. And um, it starts with kind of your mission and your purpose and in, in what you're doing. And it goes all the way down to how well your team's working together and communicating about that, um, mm -hmm. about that end product. So that all impacts, you know, the final piece. And that's, um, you know, we have a 10, kind of a 10 check, point checklist of, of items that we look through. Well, you know, and I think about that ideal world that Andrew describes where the executive would bring in the communications team, the Marcom's leadership to be a part of strategic planning or the, the, the initiation of a program or a campaign instead of just dropping it on their laps afterwards and say, you know, here, go communicate and market this. But you have to have confidence in that department and so i think there's no chicken and egg here i think really figuring out what you have in your team in your purpose in the channels that you're you're working through is that has to come first before you can really expect anything else of of your your communications um and now that people are communicating more than ever i mean we go virtual we we don't have the in-person and now the membership is getting more and more I don't know, buried by by emails and tweets and from every channel. I can I can only imagine that the target audiences have um, less less willingness to read and consume all that's being put out there. So communications has to have an impact from the get go. Don't you think audiences are more exhausted in, by all? No, oh, I think it's just white noise. I think it's just white noise now. The amount of email traffic, tweets, LinkedIn posts. My phone is constantly pinging to tell me there's something else. Someone has liked something that someone else I didn't even know mentioned me in something that I don't care about. It's like what? right, you okay. Got five likes. 
You only get, you only uh, maybe. get five likes. No, five is my maximum. Five is the limit I've maximum I've ever had. <laughs> Normally, I average about two likes for anything I ever see. Um, Andrew, I'll start liking all your stuff now. Thank you, Shannon. Thank Aww, you so much. That's so thank nice. you. That's so kind. That's, it that's, means a lot. It means a lot. It, yeah, me and his mom and Shannon. See, see you're up to three. <laughs> <laughs> my mom. My... You're up to three. If, you're nice, if you would be nicer to Andy, he might start liking your stuff. Yeah. Okay. No, no. <laughs> I think I'm shaking <laughs> Not his head. worth it. Not worth can it. I, can I... Can I talk though, because I think one of the things I struggle with um, is this difference. This difference between marketing and communications. I think we use the language interchangeably. You know, we talk about it as though it's the same, and and we know it. We know it's not. But I'm not sure if somebody said to me, articulate for me, Andrew, how they're different. I I think I'd struggle. I know they're not the same, but but how are we understanding? How do we understand or how do how how do we help associations appreciate the differences? Tell me what are the differences actually? What are, yeah, give us the definition <laughs> here. So I so this is the way I look at it. And maybe I mean correct me if you think it's completely off base. But I have always thought that marketing is kind of that umbrella that everything else falls under. So marketing is Sales is under marketing. Um, communications is under marketing. Everything you do to market a product or service falls under marketing, in my opinion. So I use marketing as kind of that overall term of anything you're doing in communications um, in trying to get your product or service sold. I guess I, I, if I had to draw that out, I, th I guess I would have done it the opposite. <laughs> I guess I would have thought communications was the umbrella, but... Hmm. Maybe, I don't know. Interesting. Maybe, as long as you have it, maybe it's an organizational decision. As long as you have a definition and everyone yes. understands what yes. it is, yeah, maybe that's, that's the enough. point. Yeah. We don't need yeah. to decide who's is right. Yeah. But um, I, I think Andrew, to Andrew's earlier point, it's not only external communications, it's internal. You know, I think of how do we communicate things to the board? How do we define new initiatives and new, new undertakings to staff and to membership? Um, yeah, there's there's so many audiences these days and so many channels. That's why I, I think an audit like this would just help provide you an inventory, for God's sakes, an inventory of all that you're doing. <sighs> Absolutely. Is and, and so it, within that context, is less more because in we we're constantly internally within our team, we're constantly having battles. It seems about opinions around is it about quality of content or is it about quantity of content because there's so much traffic you know do we have to throw the same uh comms out the door a dozen times irrespective of you know and just hope it lands somewhere or do we focus on ensuring that we put one beautiful gold gilted piece of comms out the door and just hope that some that people see it i mean what's i, I I'm guessing you're going to say it's a question of balance, but. Uh... <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's a great question because I feel like if you look at some of the most iconic brands, it's always less is more, you know, mm. Apple, for instance, mm -hmm. their logo is very simple. When you get a phone, it's like, where's the instructions? No, they just expect you as the user to be into They, They kind of give you the. I don't know, they give you props. They're like, oh, they'll be able to figure this out. We don't need yeah. to put a 20-page instruction booklet with our phones. So, um, But the key is value. That's an iconic brand. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's an iconic brand. So I think when you're talking, you know, about an association, um, certainly you need to, this is one of the great things about the audit is certainly you, you need to kind of look at what you're doing and pick out the good pieces, but, um, don't just drop everything because it is really important to have that constant communication and be in touch with, um, your membership. And one of my favorite pieces that we we do um, evaluate on the audit is the return on investment. So we kind of take a look at what are you doing and what is it doing for you? You know, is it doing anything? Is it just a waste? Is it a time suck? Is it, is it a waste of your time? So, right. right. And yeah, that can't always important. be, that can't always just be measured in clicks and likes. Yeah, exactly. There, well, uh, if it, you know if, your audience. well, if that's the case, then my my uh, return on investment is pretty poor, to be honest. But um, <laughs> no, I mean it's not all about clicks and likes. Oh right, uh, sorry, I misheard you. <laughs> I thought, thanks, Lisa, you're making but me feel worry. even your better. Value, your value as an association <laughs> expert, your value as a human being, is not oh, based thank on you. your likes. Thank so you, thank you. Don't exactly. give up hope. And yet those do seem to be the metrics that most organizations that I've worked with uh, are worked for. They seem to be the metrics that we focus on. Yeah. And yet that's not really a rate of return, is it? You know, your return on investment is is something, I mean, how are you measuring it? What type of, how are you making the link between communications and marketing and the return on investment? I mean, presumably you're measuring the return is more members, more engagement, more activity, yeah. more money being spent, more money being earned. So how are you? Well, how do you make the link? Does it depend on the purpose of the the communication? Well, I don't know. That's why I asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, a lot. It's it it actually differs between every kind of organization that we're working with. But um, we look at the numbers. You know, how much are you spending on a certain Let's just say an email that you're regularly sending out yeah. and you have, you know, the cost of that and the cost of the database and then the cost of the time of somebody putting that together, if it's on a daily basis or whatever it may be. And then, um, you know, how many people are actually looking at that? You know, if, you, if, if you only have, if you have an email list of, you know, 20,000 people, but only 200 are opening that email and one person's clicking on it. Well, your return on investment is pretty low, and you might need to look at why that is and what you can do to fix that, because you don't want to be wasting time like that. So those are the kind of things that we look at. But again, it really differs. Um, we kind of have to customize uh, the audit for each organization we work with, um, because some organizations just want to look at a specific um, product or service that they're offering, you know, and then some of them want want us to kind of really look at everything. So it, it really depends on on what we're um, getting under the hood and taking a good look at. But you know what, I, I love your, your company name and how your logo works. It's, you know, remember marketing, <clears throat> but the member part is in caps. You know, it's remember marketing. And I know that everything that you look at is with that member mindset because we can churn out, you know, to Andrew's point, is it more is more? Um, no, this isn't about just putting stuff out. It's about understanding what your members need, what they're looking to you for and, uh, and having that, that membership mindset. But are you telling clients, I mean, is there a point at the end of this audit where you're saying, all right, you guys got to get rid of this, or you got to spend more money here. I mean, what are they looking to this audit to tell them, you know, at, at the end of it all? 
So um, it's there's always some really big final recommendations. And it, it may be to cut out a certain product, um, you know, email product, or maybe they're doing a bunch of series of things that really aren't resonating. Um, so we, we put at least three recommendations, um, like hard recommendations on, on what they should do after the audit. Um, and then, you know, obviously they can take it or leave it, but, um, but yeah, we do give pretty, pretty hard recommendations on how they can improve. And, you know, this is so timely because I was just, I love, I'm kind of a podcast junkie too. And I was just listening to a podcast, um, last week and there was this Harvard professor on talking about how feedback is a gift and we don't always think of it that way, but, um, it's really a gift. And I thought, wow, this really makes me feel differently about my mom all of a sudden, <laughs> all, the, all the feedback she's given me all my life that I've been like, oh man. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it is a gift that you can really give, give your organization, give yourself because, um, it's hard for people to give you that feedback. That's going to actually change and improve what you're doing. Yeah. Gosh, I don't, Andrew, I don't know if we could handle an audit on association transformation. It's so <laughs> pristine and well-intentioned and, and thoughtful. Yeah, well, I knew it wasn't us she was talking about when she said she was okay. listening to a podcast because, well, we'd need listeners for a start, wouldn't we? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> hey, I have listened to your podcast. I love it. And, I, oh. and as you know, I love your accent. I could hang out all day. Oh, great here accent. we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So go on then. I want to hear it because apparently, so, yes. dear listener, yeah, let's contextualize this. Go on. At least tell, tell me, tell we, me. You know, we vet our guests yeah. pretty, pretty seriously and we always uh -huh. ask them for their talent. Mm. And, you know, Shannon let us know in advance that she mm. has a very special talent mm. and she's quite proud of her, her British accent. Wow. So, I think this might be a great opportunity. She's going to try and qualify it. She's going to try and qualify it now. Going, oh, you know, it's been like, you know, it's been like, yeah, yeah. So, so I used to, so you're, here's the, I'm not, I don't, I don't think I have a British, I don't know what my accent is. It'll just throw it out. But I used to do this when I was younger for fun. We would just like go shopping and we just talk like, you know, we were from somewhere else. And, Told you. Uh, I, I, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't like it. Well, hold on. Hold well, wait, on. there's more. So what part of Australia what part of Australia is that accent from? <laughs> See, it's been a while. But um I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's right. just now, fun though, isn't it? American it's fun to change your voice. I'm I'm not gonna do my American accent anymore because do you, you just mock it. No, no. Well listen to Please. our birthday podcast and then you'll be you'll be blown away. You'll be like, My God. I thought that bloke was British. And you'd be like, oh, no, he's not. Nope. Oh, he is. From what? Ohio. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Native Ohio accent. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to work on getting more British, and then, like, in a year when you have me back on, I will just mm -hmm. blow you away. It's yeah. going to be something just, I'll work yeah. on. We're like basically that. just – but you've got to do the entire episode as though you were Mary Poppins and not, not Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins, right? So you can't be <laughs> – you can't be a cheeky, chappy, pearly king, right? You've got to be Mary Poppins, right? Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> I feel like Andrew has a Mary Poppins accent. He's waiting to let. Yeah. Let's, no, let's hear it. No, no, you have all. a good accent and something. Oh, no, no, no. I learned. I misspoke and said something Britishish, and I've already been beaten down about it. I will never have a British accent in front of Andrew. Ever. What did you say? Oh I boy, don't even hell. That. <laughs> when I we had a guest, yeah, never never take on the British accent if you aren't, aren't really, really ready. So I'm excited that you're going to give it a year of work, come okay. back to yeah. him and see, uh, have him do a, an audit on your British accent. Oh yeah. I need an, see, I said, I need an audit on my accent. I need go. an audit on you need you to give a feedback on your, your I British will, accent. I will use your toolkit to do, to hold a mirror up to your accent and do a comms <laughs> audit on you. There you go. Boom. <laughs> okay. Now this doesn't sound very fun, but it would be, it would be a it's great a gift. gift. It would gift. be a great yeah. gift. Yeah. I'd be, yeah. It's the gift that would just keep on giving. It really would. Oh my I God. love it. I love it. Well, Shannon, I am, uh, I'm so excited that there are organizations that are, are taking you up on the communications audit and, and taking this seriously and, and willing to, uh, to do the exploration. And, you know, it's, it's gotta be, you know, they, they have to be kind of brave to do this. And I'm excited that they are spending the money and they are investing their time in, in having this information so that the members can be better served and the communication is more impactful. Um, I think it's, it's really exciting. I hope this is something that more, more organizations turn to you for, um, because this isn't, this isn't going away. Um, we know that all of these channels as they continue to diversify and the messaging, um, is more and more necessary. This, uh, this is a very serious area of, uh, not only strategy, but aspirations. So hopefully we can reach that dream vision that Andrew has where the communications and Marcom team are at the, the table and, and part of part of these conversations from the beginning. Um, so thank we, you for joining us. We really where do we find out if, where do we find out more information about this tool? Um, I'm asking you to do a plug. I'm asking you to do a plug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can visit my website at rememberMKT.com and I will have information up there. There you go. It. Boom. There you go. Well, Shannon, thank you so much for, for coming and sharing. And uh, I, uh, I'm sorry for Andrew if, he, if he's giving you a complex now about your, your accent. I, it's I not me. Agree. It's not me. It's probably... No, I don't have a complex. I really... No, I can I, see that. I know it needs some work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Andrew, stop being so mean to our guests. I applaud. I applaud your bravery for doing it in on on you know to be recorded live for all in front, four for, listeners. It'll yeah, be fine. for all, all three of three of whom I think are in Belgium. Did you know we're still trending? Oh, we're huge we're in the, Belgium. We're huge in Belgium. We're like number six in the charts in Belgium this week. We're blowing up in Belgium. Yeah. we should do Belgian wow. Belgian accents. Belgian accents. I would. Yeah. I wouldn't even know what that is. I don't. I. I'll have to YouTube it. I don't know. But don't let that well, stop you, either of you, because you don't know what a British accent is, but that doesn't stop you either. <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. Right, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you with my accent. <laughs> Trust me, you haven't. Not yet, but I'm sure. Give it time. <laughs> Give it time. Oh, my goodness. Yes. All right. Well, this has been a 40th episode to remember. Um, Shannon, thank you so much for being with us today and uh, and joining us. Um, if uh, you'd like to join us or have a topic that you'd like us to consider, you can tweet us at Association Transformation or email us hello at yourconsort.com and we'll draw upon our network to pull together a podcast worth listening to. You can find that podcast, Association Transformation, wherever you get yours and 
be sure to mark us as one of your favorites. Until next time, we say put your members and your mission first. Bye, everybody. Association Transformation is brought to you in partnership between Consult Strategy and Brewer Pratt Solutions in support of the Institute of Association Leadership. Thank <laughs> you.